this episode of The Full Nerd, AMD's Frank Azor is here to talk about Radeon and AMD Advantage. Welcome to a special edition of The Full Nerd live from Las Vegas. I'm your host, Gordon Ma Ung, with special guest Frank Azor of AMD. You know him well from previous streams. And hey. say, sorry. <laughs> Good to see you. Hey, everyone. We're, we're not used to doing this in person, so we're a little broken at this, but <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. And of course, Adam Patrick Murray controlling the vertical and horizontal behind us. And, and we are all a little tired. Uh, we so, are all yeah. a little tired. This is day three of AMD's big event. Uh, of course, we saw Radeon uh, RX 7800 XT and 7800 XTX. Uh, for us, it's like day 200 because we've been producing this thing <laughs> for Yeah, that's true. Day year. 200 because it's been going on. You always forget uh, internet. They don't make these. They don't start making these last week and then 3D print them. <laughs> It takes a lot of time. Yeah, contrary to popular belief, we didn't change the power pin adapters either <laughs> <laughs> in the last 30 days. Yes, so that is, I mean, that's important. So we have actually an actual card, um, and there are two 8-pin holders. There are two 8-pin connectors on there, and this, as Frank has discovered, it's cool because you actually put your chip in there. Yeah, yep. this is the uh, chip-holding feature that we integrated into the uh, card design, and then when you lift up your chip, it reveals the two 8-pin connectors. It, 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 and a lot of people it's a magic are... magic show. So, you know, because I, I, I'm going to start it there. I know a lot of people uh, that are Team Green are going to say too soon. It's too soon. to make. <laughs> this is not a serious issue. This is not. But um, a lot of people thought you basically changed directions la like two weeks ago. It's like, oh, my God, change every card. That's not true, right? That was <laughs> like it. I think if only things were that easy to do and easy to manufacture and you can change a whole PCB design and everything and within two weeks. Uh, the laws of reality just don't enable that to happen. <laughs> but it must be nice to go like, whoo. Like somebody's like, I know somebody's in the cube saying, ah, oh, see, I was right. You should listen to me. But yeah, it's not like we knew that these issues were going to happen, and that's what drove the decision. That's, I'm not going to take any credit for that. Um, but this was a decision that we made because we really wanted these cards to just fit into your existing chassis and uh, to just be a really simple upgrade for you. So. We didn't make them much larger. We did standard 8-pin connectors, so you wouldn't have to use an adapter. You wouldn't have to change your power supply or anything. It's really the, 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 just the mentality we went into in defining this product that we went in and we made tough decisions around how do we make this card an easy upgrade for folks, and these are the, the decisions we made accordingly. Yeah, I mean, if, it's a little hard to tell on video, but it, it looks like it's basically not any bigger than previous versions, right? It's a tiny, tiny bit longer, I think, and that's, that's pretty much about it. And then from a power consumption perspective, it's uh, about, what, 20 watts more than the 6950? Um, so, yeah, could this have been a 500-watt card? Yeah, probably. I mean, there's ways to do that, sure. Um, but again, we, we want this to fit in small form factors. We want it to fit in existing chassis. Our goal was pull out your 6900 or your 6950 and plug this guy in and you've got yourself your 50 plus percent performance improvement. Uh, and you know, again, speaking of the fact that, you know, you know, designs start years in advance. How fortunate do you think that AMD made the right choices to basically end up where you, you really do have kind of a an advantage in size and power against the co competitors. Like, how do you, I mean, how does, how does that happen? I mean. Well, it's, I mean, it's a series of really good decisions that uh, I can't take any credit for. They're really smart 
uh, GPU architects and our product management team get to get all the credit for. Um, I mean, it starts with you know, our packaging design, our packaging technology on these GPUs. I mean, what we did is we leveraged the, chip the chiplet technology that we first introduced with our Ryzen CPUs, and now we've carried that over here into the RDNA 3 GPUs. And what that allows us to do is to, to deliver what is legitimately the most advanced GPUs out there. I mean, we keep saying that, um, but they really are because we're delivering this incredible performance, but we're doing it with this incredible efficiency as well. And that efficiency is translating to everything. It translates to how much power uh, and how many thermals we're outputting. That translates to how big or small the card has to be. And that also translates to how expensive or not the card has to be. Because power equals heat, heat equals money to dissipate all of that heat. Um, and money to power the whole card. So that's really, I mean, this is a more sophisticated, I would say, or the most sophisticated uh, GPU design that's out there right now because of the, the chiplet packaging technology and our, our just experience with it. And it's a proven success story. I mean, look what look at Ryzen and the position that it's in, in the market. Um, it's been a huge, huge uh, advantage for us and now it's carrying over into the graphics side. Okay, so uh, just so if you don't know, if you, if you didn't watch any of the videos from yesterday, basically performance is up to 1.7x over RDNA 2 cards, right? And uh, depends, of course, what game depends you're running. Depends on the game, depends on your resolution, depends on a lot of different things, but it's a pretty big boost, yeah. Okay, because the, the one thing a lot of people are going like, and there's a question I, I have from Twitter, I, I took a lot of questions, uh, but I hear from a lot of people, it's like, why didn't we see Radeon 7000 up against NVIDIA? What's up with that? Why are you afraid? What's going on? Because <laughs> now people's imaginations are wandering wild. What does it mean? Why no NVIDIA in, the, in your comparison? So, uh, NVIDIA hasn't sent me a 4080 yet, um, so I'm kind of waiting for that to come in before I can uh, have the comparisons. No, uh, I mean, two things, really. This card is designed to go up against the 4080, um, and we don't have benchmark numbers on the 4080 yet. Uh, I think we'll see those in a few weeks here. Um, so that's the primary reason as to why you didn't see any NVIDIA compares. Plus, I'm, I mean, we're not in the business of giving them free marketing and advertising. They don't exactly put our uh, benchmarks in their uh, <laughs> charts, so uh, I'm not going to do them any favors there. But now, realistically, is we don't know exactly how the 4080 is going to perform, but with how we are performing right now, um, we're confident and we're comfortable that uh, we're going to make them sweat. Okay, because, I mean, uh, for people who don't know, again, the XTX is 999 the XT version is $899, I think I got the pricing right. Yeah, and let's be realistic, uh, it's a $999 card, um, it's not a 4090 competitor which costs 60% more. Okay, this is a 4080 competitor, so let's be really crystal clear, the class here that we're talking about. Um, but you're going to compete against a 4080 and be hundreds of dollars less expensive, I mean, that's a winning value proposition. Right, and then you also, you don't have to deal with the dongle, yeah, and eventually that will probably get solved, you know, but at least right now, if you're buying, there's some concern to be had there, and um, you don't have to worry about it here. Okay. Uh, we do got a question about what can we expect from uh, AIB board partners? Are any of them going to clock higher, things like that? Yeah, so what you should know is, you know, these cards, the, uh, the made by AMD cards that we introduced yesterday, um, these are going to be the least common denominator of clock speeds and of performance and of thermals and power and everything it only gets better from here. So yes, you will probably see AIB designs that'll come in at higher speeds. I mean, that should be expected. It always happens with these cards. And there's a good amount of headroom in these GPUs to get some more performance out of them. So there's, I think you're going to see a lot of different options coming to market um, as, as the cards start to hit shelves in, in December. Okay.
Uh, I have a question from, they wanted to know about the, I don't know if we can get into all that because some, whether, uh, they want to know about the cooler, is there vapor chamber, thermal pads, oh, okay, that's a little too, we're, we're not going to build one here, folks, but, uh, again, it's sort of like the overclocking headroom, so it sounds like there's lots of room for overclocking in this. Lots is subjective. There is room for overclocking. Um, the Adrenaline software will also have overclocking uh, tools in there built in, like it already has. Those will be preserved in here, so you'll be able to go in there and do undervolting, overclocking. You'll be able to do manual tuning if you want to as well. So depending on how advanced you want to get, you have some built-in tools. Of course, there's other tools out there, third-party tools that are even more advanced, but you don't have to go to them if you want just some really quick um, you know, overclocking benefits here. And what's really cool about the Adrenaline software too is you can also one-click overclock your Ryzen processor and your Radeon graphics card. Oh. So it's just, you know, if anybody's intimidated by overclocking and, you know, we're trying to solve that and just get more people to, to do it and take advantage of it because it's performance there that's untapped. So, right. yeah, so all of that will be preserved on the new cards. But the idea is to do it from one-stop shop, you go to one place. It's just simple. It I and mean, we were just trying to give you a simple way of doing it instead of being intimidated by all the manual sliders and the gigahertz and megahertz and the memory timing, all these different things. That's it's a lot for most people, you know? So we'll, we'll give you probably 80% or so, I don't know the exact percentage, of the overclocking benefit through our automated tools, and okay. they're all built in for you to, to do it without having to worry about some type of third-party application that you know may or may not be 100% uh, sure. legit. But I mean, even you're not trying to, with your overclocking utility, displace the others. You're just trying to make it easier for no, normal I, folks. Absolutely, That's, I mean, we're not at all trying to, even like our, our, our um, stream and record technology that we have built into the driver, you can directly stream to Twitch and, and YouTube and a bunch of different outlets, Facebook, for example, right from within our software, but we're not trying to be an OBS replacement or anything of that nature. It's, if, if you're going to be a hardcore streamer, an influencer, there's great third-party tools out there, but if you want to just do a stream here and there occasionally or share a video with a friend, that's our mentality, is we're trying to build really simple tools for kind of the, the folks that aren't professionally going to go overclock or going to go over uh, or go do uh, streaming, and we have all that built into the software. Okay. Uh, I have <clears> another <throat> question. I don't, I don't know if you need to press, but I have one. It's um, you may disagree with. Says Gordon, please ask them why they have to add red to every card. Even Nvidia changed their logo to white LED. Red is such a bold and clashing color. And I get they have to do branding, but it's a thousand dollars. Am I going to have to paint it like my EVGA red lip card? The world could use some more color. <laughs> um, so I think we have a pretty toned down amount of color on this card. So this, the LEDs this time are actually white. Um, and they're default white too, right? Yeah, they're default white. The only red you're going to see on the card, and I'm proud of it, I think it's great, it's just these three fins right here, and then there's these five little triangles here on the backside. So it's pretty toned down, I think. Um, but hey, color is subjective, you know? Yeah, no, I, I think it's pretty sedate, which is nice. It looks, you know, like a, it's a performance car, but not sometimes like some of the... Yeah, I mean, not a garish Honda Civic with being a six-foot wing on the on the. Uh, being a former side. Alienware guy, I mean, this thing could light up in RGB, and we're not doing that. So, I mean, uh, appreciate the temptation that we're resisting here. <laughs> I, I do have a question from Dr. Ian Cutris, Tech Tech Potato. I said, uh, in the past, AMD's argued that gamers don't care much about power. Uh, for example, the FX ninety-five ninety back in the day. Can you speak why 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 they care now? <laughs> We're going back to that, really? How relevant is that time? Like, what was that? 
eight years ago? Yeah, so, something you... Things change, heard. Ian. Um, I mean, you know, philosophies change, leadership changes. Uh, there's been a lot of changes from between that AMD and this AMD, buddy. Come on. Also, gas <laughs> prices have changed. I yeah, think, from natural gas. There's been a few geopolitical challenges and differences in the world. Um, but I think overall, uh, TDPs have, have gone up a lot for CPUs and GPUs. And the truth is, is that we're not there, but our competitor, if, if you take some combinations of their CPU technology and then another competitor's graphics technology, you start to butt up against how much power you can get out of a socket right. in the household. And that's a different level of challenges that we have now than back then in that time frame. I think we had like 100 watt graphics cards, 150 watt graphics right. cards. It was just a completely, completely different time. Now you've got NVMe drives that are sucking up a decent amount of power. Memory is sucking up a decent amount of power, right? The whole, everything is just, has gone, all gone up. So there has to be somebody um, that takes a leadership position around uh, you know, performance per watt and efficiency, and that's AMD. I mean, we have a commitment, and we've made that commitment very public out there, and it applies to our CPUs and it applies to our GPUs. And it's why a key driver as to why we make some of the decisions that we make. I mean, we could always jack up and pump more power into our products, but we don't think that's the best choice for customers, and it's not the best choice for the planet either. Okay. Uh, I wanted to ask about, uh, I know you can't answer it, I get to ask it anyway, because I solicited questions, but uh, with the chiplet design, uh, AMD is being, can be already, it's pretty aggressive, can you consider it's basically the same price as a 6900 XT, or 6800 XT, even though it's much more powerful. And the question is, can we expect using the chiplet design for Radeon products as we move down lower in the lineup to also be aggressive? Next question, please. <laughs> Frank, can I answer that? <laughs> I will answer it for you. Companies cannot talk about unannounced unreleased product, products. unreleased product. It's basically, you should get a tattoo. If you want a tattoo, <laughs> you should get that one. But keep asking away. Maybe one day yeah. I'll screw up. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I do want to ask about something that um, I'm very interested in, and I think there is a lot of people want to know about, is AMD Advantage. So we know AMD Advantage on laptops that basically help laptop makers build better laptops. So you can't build basically a a nice AMD-based laptop, and then stick some crappy SATA drive in it or some terrible screen. They're yeah. kind of some some. And we guidelines. saw all of that. We have seen and see all of that. Or single-channel memory configurations, or right. they put a high-resolution, horrible um, uh, refresh rate screen on there with crazy, you know, ridiculously low color gamut and response times. So that, that's what we're trying to solve for with uh, Advantage laptops. On the desktop side, we just introduced our Advantage desktop program. Like the simplest way I can explain as to why we're doing it is, first of all, if you're a DIY builder, we're not trying to tell you that we can do anything better than you can do by any means, okay? Um, what we're trying to do is really help our OEM and our system integrator partners to be able to integrate Ryzen and Radeon the way that they're intended to be integrated with all the smart technologies, all the knobs, all the switches, everything turned on. Because if you go to the market and you see a Ryzen plus a Radeon-based system. You shouldn't assume that smart access memory, smart access video is turned on on the laptops. On the laptop side, we have SmartShift Eco, SmartShift Max. We have a bunch of other smart technologies. Just because it's Ryzen and Radeon enabled, it doesn't mean all those things are turned on. Um, it also doesn't mean that they're properly cooled, they're properly powered, that you're going to be able to overclock them. It doesn't mean that they're not going to be bottlenecked by their NVMe drive. 
um, or that the things are going to sound like a jet taking off when you ramp up the power. It doesn't mean any of that. It just means that they're Ryzen and Radeon powered. What Advantage means is all the opposite of that. You know all the smart, to uh, smart technologies are turned on and they're enabled, so you're going to get maximum performance, maximum efficiency. The, on the desktop side, noise level is going to be at 42 decibels or below at 100% load. You're going to have a nice, fast, um, by four lane NVMe drive, a premium speed NVMe drive. You're going to have a gold plus power supply, 1000 watt. You're going to have 32 gigs of Expo memory, okay, um, with some configurations up to 6000 megatransfers per second. So what Advantage means is this system has been designed and optimized to give you the kind of performance that you see yesterday, for example, on the, at, the, at the launch. Um, when you see these Ryzen processors launching, you see these incredible performance numbers, that's an advantage configuration. That's with everything turned on, smart access memory. So because things have gotten a little bit more complex with all these platform technologies and all these other things, all these other components being more relevant now in the total performance experience, we wanted to give people just a simple way of saying, oh, it's advantage, I know this is properly configured, designed, and so on, and I don't have to think about it or doubt it. Okay. That's what it is. It's just a simple way of conveying this thing is 100%. And that includes uh, sort of grading the, the, the build and the fan curves too. It sounds like if it's too loud, yeah. that can be so. So what we did on notebooks is we've carried that over to desktops as well. You know, everybody has a different fan curve table. They have different hysteresis configurations um, and some are liked more than others. So our team that works on Advantage is a team comprised of uh, product, former product managers from OEMs and from system integrators and we've taken best practices, we've done research and we are trying to prescribe what those best practices are um, on these advantage systems so that you're going to get a great experience. When I say experience, it's more than like, I got great frames per second in a game. It's the whole ownership experience from initial boot until every single day use. The heat that comes out of it, the skin temperatures, the fan noise, the boot speed, the sleep and resume time, these are all the things that make up the ownership experience, and that's what Advantage is focused on as well. And that's including even, you know, because a lot of people assume a motherboard BIOS from the factory is set to the best possible setting. That's not a great assumption. Yeah, uh, so, but you, so part of Advantage is like, you're, you're basically going to say, oh, you need to change this in the BIOS, cert certain things. Yeah, well, we want to make sure that the BIOS is using the latest Agiza, right. for example, that the, the BIOS is the latest BIOS, it's using all the, right, all the right switches and everything are turned on correctly within the BIOS. And you know, some BIOSes have 10 settings, some have 100 settings in yeah. there. If you're a DIY person, you probably love understanding what every single one of those settings does and so on. We're not targeting that customer at all. We're targeting the customer who doesn't know what all those things are, doesn't really want to learn about all those settings. They just want a great gaming system and they just want to know that it's turnkey and it's going to have the best performance. It's a tragedy to buy one of these systems not have three or four different software or BIOS switches turned on correctly, and you're running at 90% performance. It's like, it's, it's a tragedy. So yeah. that's what we're trying to solve. Okay. And the other thing is the Adrenaline software has a bunch of bells and switches and stuff in there as well. That's the other part of the equation, making sure you have the latest Adrenaline, making sure that all the right configuration within Adrenaline is set properly, that all your smart technologies are turned on, uh, and so on. So this is so much complexity to know if you don't love it, you don't want to geek out on that, then we have a turnkey solution for you. That's right. It. And you know, I, I think a lot of the DIY, DIY audience who loves to go and play, throw switches, they don't understand 
a lot of the customers who buy a, you know, a pre-built system, maybe for their kid, no one's ever going to go in and tune that thing, right? Correct. That's, so this advantage thing sort of addresses the, maybe some things quite aren't as optimized as they should be, especially right. on a lower end build, right? Yeah, so. and then there's nothing else like it, guys. Like, I mean, let's be really honest. You, there's no program out there that does that. So you go out and you buy uh, an OEM system or a system integrator system, I, I, like you're trusting that the SI and the system integrator knows everything they're supposed to know about everything that this graphics card company and this CPU company is, it has to offer in order to maximize performance and efficiency. They don't necessarily know all of that. They really don't. I mean, they've got to manage like thousands of configurations and hundreds of different components. Um, you know, they probably talk to these companies you know, once a month, for example, and they just don't know what they don't know. With Advantage, they know, because we meet every single week with each and every single Advantage partner, and we talk about every system. And there's, by the way, every system is tested and validated by AMD. Every single system, okay. every single configuration. That's why the Advantage program that we introduced yesterday has seven system integrators to start, and it only has a few configurations to start. Only 7900 series Ryzen's and 7900 series Radeon's. That's where we're starting, because we have to test every single configuration, right. but we're going to start introducing uh, more configurations at lower price points Okay, in the yeah, because it seems to me like, if you're buying a high-end system, they're probably going to, it'll get a little more, you know, you know, tender, loving care, right? Where you're buying a $600 box, it might be just as fast as you can get it. I like, don't know that we're going to take advantage down to $600 yeah, boxes, but, but say, yeah, a lower cost. But point. you should know that like what you can trust is if it's advantage branded, it's gone through everything that I just talked about and it was tested and cert certified, I guess you could say, but tested, validated and uh, approved by AMD to have everything turned on to be properly therm uh, designed thermally, have the right power, have all the, the right BIOS, everything in there. And I also want to disclaim, look, this is the first time we do something like this for desktops, okay? Um, we learned a lot when we introduced the laptop program in 2021. We didn't get everything perfect. Um, and we learned with our partners. We applied those lessons to 2022. The 2022 portfolio is even better than 2021. Um, we're going to make some mistakes on this desktop program. There's no blueprint to follow. Sure. There's no equivalent to this from our competitors. Uh, they don't have a, a gaming program like this. They have programs for other segments of the market, but nobody's really done this the way we're doing it for gaming. So there'll be some issues and stuff, and we'll learn from it, and we'll just keep improving. Okay. Well, so I have a question. So you're saying like, hey, this is kind of the configuration that, that AMD recommends, and you know, to turn on all these smart things. What, what if a DIY builder wants to know about those things? Is there a way for a DIY builder to look at that list and be like, oh, hey, you know, I want to I configure my system that way? So the hardware, yes. We've put out the hardware configuration. You can replicate the hardware configuration. You can also go to one of these SI partners, look at their Advantage system, replicate the hardware configuration that they're offering. Most of us do that anyway when we're DIYing, right? Because we want to know these things all work really well together, and uh, we rely on them to kind of be the, the authority in helping us uh, know that. Um, but what we haven't done yet, and I've gotten a lot of feedback about that uh, this yesterday and today, is all the software, all the BIOS versions, all the other design guide criteria that we, we work with the Advantage partners with, we haven't published anything like that. And I've heard now from multiple folks that that would be really helpful for DIY. So I'm going to take that back to the team. We're going to start talking about it next week, and we'll see if we could put something out there that helps give folks the kind of the recipe for putting together a proper Advantage system. 
Um, because again, this is not about taking anything away from DIY or holding back or giving um, SI and OEM a performance advantage that nobody else is going to have. That's not what this is about at all. This is purely for the folks that want a turnkey system. They're already going to buy a turnkey system. And this is a way of them having an assurance that all AMD is enabled and tested and good on these specific systems. So we're going to look at more DIY enablement to help there. Okay, you know, and I think it's a great idea because, you know, everybody thinks they're hardcore with your DIY builds and like they think everybody's like, oh, you just love living in the bio settings. There's a lot of people who, you know, they just want to know in what to set. They just want to go in and configure and, and optimize their own system and they don't want to have to read through 500 forms or ask, hey, what does this mean? And then have people say, you don't know what that means? You know, so it'd be, like, it I'm, seems like it'd be very useful. I'm guilty of this. I used to build every single system myself. Now I'm going to get completely torched on social for saying this. <laughs> but now, honest, I don't have the time anymore, guys. I really don't. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a tough job. Um, so when it's time to upgrade, I either swap out my graphics card, right? I kind of do that every two years or so. Um, and then when it's time to go upgrade the entire system, I buy a pre-built. You know, you could probably guess who's pre-built I buy, uh, considering my background. Um, and then I, I tweak things a little bit. I, I modify things a little bit, maybe add a few more sticks of memory, maybe I add another, an NVMe drive in there. Um, but I, I, I just don't want to deal with like, building it all myself and then supporting it all myself if something fails. I, I'm, I mean, that's just me. I don't have the time for it. I just want to play my games. No, That's all no, I want to do. <laughs> no reason to apologize. Honestly, my feeling is anybody gaming on a PC is better than not gaming on a PC. So I think that we have a big enough tent we can welcome everybody. Absolutely. In, so. I mean, let's be honest. If, if you could only get a gaming PC by building it yourself, PC gaming wouldn't be as big as it is right now. That's the bottom line. Right. So love or hate pre-builds as much as you want. They help contribute to the PC gaming ecosystem that we have, the install base that we have, and it's one of the reasons why, in my opinion, gaming appliances, I'm not going to say what they are, haven't taken over the entire world. Because the simplicity that they offer, um, we've been able now to replicate with pre-built systems in that you can just get a pre-built desktop gaming PC and you know that it'll run your games um, as well if without any of the headaches that if you had built it yourself may introduce to you or the intimidation that building it yourself may have introduced. There are tens of millions of pre-built systems sold every single year um, and they probably wouldn't have been sold and those probably wouldn't be gamers if they had to build it themselves. Right. No, I, I totally agree. I think it's, it's a very valuable part of the market and I, there's sometimes this sort of rivalry that I don't think has to be there. So to me, it's silly. It's uh -huh. as long as they're on a PC. That's Gamers are just competitive. They got to look for competition everywhere. Of course. <laughs> uh, do you think though, like I, I, maybe it's getting the the car ahead of the horse? Do you think advantage right now? It's only in tower systems, right? Are we going to get it down to small form factors? Yes, somebody, we oh, are. Okay, we will. We're not going to announce anything right now, but we're. I love small form factor systems, okay, personally, I do. I mean, we've created the, if you guys remember the Alpha over at Alienware, I mean, I love that system. Um, we had the X51 as well. Uh, I'm a huge fan. Um, I mean, Falcon has just an awesome Tiki and Fragbox system. Right. Our friends at Origin have, I mean, there's just great Corsair One. I mean, I love these systems. Oh, I the love is, them. Yeah. It's awesome, I, right? I um, and we're really excited because in a lot of these small form factor systems, you can fit this card. You can't fit some of the other new graphics cards that are out there. So yes, uh, you should expect some advantage small form factors are going to come. When, I, I'm, I really don't know just yet. I mean, we're working on it, but it, it'll come. 
Huh. I mean, to me, that is potentially more important than the, even tower because getting thermals, acoustics right in a small parking box is, is actually, diff it is more difficult. And that is a challenge. And I think that could be kind of like a big plus, right? Yeah, not to diminish how much work and how hard it is to do what we're doing over here, but you're right. The lessons we learned from there, from this experience on towers, will apply it to the small form factors and it'll be that much more challenging on them as well. Okay. Yeah. I keep asking all the questions here. Adam, am I, am I pushing out people with yeah, legit questions? Uh, I, I do have a super chat from Bat Tech. I gave two Canadian dollars, thank you so much. Um, He's asking about uh, FSR3. So if you can talk a little bit about FSR3, but also he's like, is it even real? Is it a quick response to DLSS3? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, <laughs> Somebody hit backspace and put a three in, and that's it? You did that yesterday? Yeah, that's Before exactly the, what it is. Oh, what comes after two? Three, just, yeah. Uh, no, it's not a, um, a reaction, and no, it's not a, a quick thing. Uh, it's absolutely something we've been working on for a while. Um, why is it taking a little bit longer for it to come out than probably you would hope for? It's because the key thing to remember about FSR is the FSR philosophy. And FSR up to now, one and two, and every version of one and every two, and version of two in between, they don't just work on RDNA two or RDNA one, they work on other generations of AMD graphics cards. They also work on competitors' graphics cards. To do that, guys, it's exponentially harder than if we just made it work on RDNA 3. Exponentially harder, okay? Like, I, I don't even know, it's exponential. Like, I, I don't even know how to describe it, right? So the easiest thing to do is to say, ah, we're gonna introduce this technology and it's only gonna work on the latest generation of graphics cards. Does that sound familiar? That's because it's easy to do that. Um, we're taking the harder path because we made a promise with FSR, and even though we don't know 100% yet, very honestly, that we'll be able to fulfill that promise fully with FSR 3, we're trying to. And that's why it's taking a little bit longer for it to come out, because we really do want it to work on more than just RDNA 3. That is our desire, that is our, 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 our philosophy with FSR, and that's really hard. So appreciate the patience, and thank you for it, um, but just hold down there a little bit longer because we're trying to do it for the right reasons. Hmm. Okay, good one, good answer. Uh, what, what about, I, I, I want to know as a, a video producer, I, I, I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of the tech that helps. Uh, smart access video. Smart access video, can you talk a little bit about that? How First you have to say it like 10 times, Adam, smart so you access won't video, no, Smart access kidding. video, smart access video. Um, yeah, so, you know, our encoding capabilities and in terms of speed and image quality, have been lagging uh, until recently. I mean, we made some major updates to the AMD Media Framework, and that has improved our quality and our performance considerably. We also introduced uh, a new partnership with OBS. So if you're on a RX 6000 series or 7000, you'll get those benefits with the latest version of OBS, um, and that'll improve image quality as well. Uh, we also now, with Ryzen 7000 processors, because they all have um, video compression engines and integrated graphics in them, and the new RDNA 3 uh, graphics cards, the Radeon 7000 series, we've introduced Smart Access Video. And what it is, is it's another platform technology, another one of those smart technologies. So whenever you see smart technology, you should expect that the CPU and or the APU and the GPU are working together. And what Smart Access Video does is we, uh, inside those Ryzen CPUs or APUs, uh, what, however you want to refer to them, there is encoding and decoding in there. And 
Um, what we do is we make use of that encoding and decoding and the new Radeon 7000 series encoding and decoding, and we distribute workloads, encoding, decoding workloads across those two chips, so we can see some pretty significant performance gains. Um, you can't do that on any mix-match combination of hardware. So, you know, Ryzen with anything other than a Radeon graphics card, or, you know, Intel's CPU with anything other than Intel's GPU. So these are really where you start to see these heterogeneous computing platform technologies of common CPU and GPU starting to, to give you benefit um, beyond what you've already seen on laptops. So we have a bunch of laptop technologies, right? On desktop, we now have smart access memory and smart access video. And uh, that's those two guys working together to help give you a better experience. Nice. Uh, we have a question from the Double B. Uh, what, what about compute cap capabilities? I know you talked a little bit about render, things like that. Uh, will you support APIs like SYCL? I'm sorry, I don't know what that is. Neither do I. Okay. <laughs> Wait, is that, they just tricked us to saying some uh, dirty maybe, word maybe it's, or something maybe it's, from yeah, the right. Urban Dictionary? Yeah. SYCL. Uh, and what, you what look it up, probably like, oh my God. <laughs> Somebody's asking about VR too, you know. VR, we, we do support VR, yeah. Um, a few different connection options. We do have USB-C on the back of the cards as well. So if you want to plug in a headset, you have the option to do that here as well. So yeah, VR continues to be something we support. Can I ask a question? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butt in, because uh, we're getting near the end, we're getting near the end, they want to break this room down, get out of here, get on with their weekend. Uh, during a Q&A session yesterday, uh, Lisa Su, Dr. Lisa Su, the, you know, obviously the, the head of AMD said, AM4 will be around for a quote, long, long time, mm -hmm. unquote. Do you want to know exactly how I long? I want to know exactly, well, what does that mean? Yeah, I mean, okay, I, of course so, people want to know what date. Okay, I mean, it's like, going to be exactly around be. on until February 28th, 2000. Oh, no. Did you catch that? No, yeah, I got it. Uh, oh, wait, the screen must have broken. Oh. So we don't, but I, in general, what is that? What the is PR that? guy is about yeah, to no, cut me can't. off. No, I, I, there isn't an end date, I would say, right now, uh, like a hard date that we're planning. Um, we know how many AM4 customers there are out there, and we have some really amazing processors in the portfolio right now, right? I mean, 5800X3D is still just crushing it out there. Uh, and it's one of the best deals in town. So, yeah, um, it's going to be around for a while. Uh, it's, it, it's really a loose um, answer. Okay. What I would say is it's going to be around pretty much as long as customers are still buying it in significant quantity. Once people aren't really buying AM4 processors anymore, then we're going to sunset it like we do right. anything else. But, I mean, we, we tend to keep product around a long time. I mean, we're not, we don't do hard transitions. Uh, okay typically, especially when it comes to CPUs and platforms. So, yeah, I would say it's vague because we really don't know the answer exactly. As to, there's no cutoff date set. But is that, does that hurt? Like, I mean, I'm sure there's somebody sitting in a cubicle somewhere that I wish they would buy more of the more expensive new shiny things. Is it good to keep a dual platform kind of around or is it better, better at least they're buying your stuff than, than the other companies? I, I will tell you that I recently asked that question to somebody who, has a, a lot of uh, say in the CPU okay. roadmap, and his answer was, there's no bias. Okay. Um, as long as they're buying AMD, that's what we care most about. But uh, I mean, AM4 is, the value proposition of what we've done with AM4 and what we've committed to do with AM5 is probably the greatest benefit to being in the AMD ecosystem. Um, so 
and we continue to preserve it. I mean, to do what we've done with AM4 up to now has been extremely challenging. Again, exponential, right? It's easy to just support something for one generation. And you saw what we talked about with FSR and Radeon and what we're committed to doing and what we're trying to accomplish with FSR3. Um, we're taking the harder path with AM4 and AM5. Our competitors don't do that. You know, so yes, we're taking the harder path and uh, it's for the right reasons and it's a huge value proposition for being part of AMD. We're very aware of that. We're very conscious and we want to preserve it as much as we can. But, you know, there's always technology limits and other things that at some point force you to go from four to five and we reach that and here we are. Right, right. Okay, we got like two minutes off Adam. I don't want to steal from the chat. What's any questions, any burning? People just talking about how they love those uh, Vcash versions, uh, Ryzen 7000 Vcash win. <laughs> Sorry, I just had, I had to ask. How long would you guys ask. like me to work at AMD? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can determine the date, my termination date real quick. <laughs> there are internet, I know you want to ask it. There are just questions he cannot answer. Here's, so here's something just... I will say, okay? Um, I know there's some folks that are hesitating on, should I wait for that or should I buy what's available right now? It's AM5. There's no reason to wait. It, like, just plug in. Like, you know that, right? You know it's just going to plug into the AM5 platform. So that's the beauty of AMD is get whatever you want to get now. And if something new comes out later, it's not like you have to change your entire motherboard and your memory and power. Just pull it out, plug in the new one, and sell it somewhere. Like, okay. I mean, it's, why hold out? It's, it's not like a new smartphone or something like that. Well, even a smartphone, you could trade it in and it's pretty easy. So I, I think the switching costs are so minimal that I don't really see why people are hesitating. Um, I, don't, I, I think you should very comfortably upgrade now and upgrade then if, uh, whenever that then comes. But in the absence of knowing the then, who knows how long you could be waiting for. Right, so, yeah, at least you can upgrade, right? That's a big plus. Right. So. Right. Hmm. Okay, I, that's the last word for Frank. I, they got they. There's some union people that want to break down here. And I don't <laughs> want to piss off the team, sir. So let me tell you. So check back next week for your fix up PC talk and the full nerd for audio listeners. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. And every time you do, Frank will try to break an NDA. So <laughs> say questions and comments to the full nerd at PCWorld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Frank Azor of AMD. Thank you guys for your time. Really appreciate it. And Adam Patrick Murray's going to hit the off switch. Frank, it's uh, always always glad to to chat with you. You should come into the studio next time. We'll, uh, we'll we're do getting some more closer. In there. We went yep. from home to here. We are together in a foreign location, and then next time I'll go visit you guys. Exactly, oh, it'll be fun. Awesome. Thanks, guys.